Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It is time to talk Texas Aggie football. Mike Elko is in town. We saw the plane land. We saw the presser. Uh, Andrew Monaco was there. Moderated. Great job, as always. Andrew Monaco, welcome on the show, man. It's good to talk to you today. Good morning, guys. Howdy. Uh, we're, you're in South Carolina this morning, right? We're in, we're in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. The Aggies in Virginia. A little ACC-SEC challenge. You're going to walk the lawn? Have you been to Virginia University of Virginia before? I have, but I've been in the old building. Remember, I went to Maryland, so we were still in the oh. ACC then. And Virginia was usually the last game that we played, football, basketball. That was the rival mm. because of the, the state line. And, yeah, the, uh, you absolutely have to. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous Yeah, those Virginia That's types are sure. a little proud of their university. Uh, I, I hope you Terps took care of them when you were there. At, oh, every time. Good, good, good. <laughs> every time, yeah. Andrew, it's just us here. You As can everybody be... goes scrambling for the history books to yeah. see if I'm lying or not, but my, my memory says that we won every single time. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll Google it, Andrew. Andrew, um, <laughs> there's just us here, so you don't, you know, don't worry about the answer. I, mean, I, I need you to answer <laughs> this. No one uh, listening, right? Yeah, no, I, I, need you to, I need you to answer honestly. Because Rob said something the past couple of days, and I was like, hmm. Is Texas A&M a basketball school, not a football school? Now, I know the diehards that are paying Jimbo $100 million to go away don't want to hear it, Andrew. But truthfully, is this a basketball school now? Not yet. Mm. And no, it'll always be a football school. Yeah. Not okay. a shot at that. And, don't, and, and let's not forget, it's a baseball school also. True. True. But what Buzz, True. Williams, what Buzz Williams has done here by embracing the university, by these, by these last couple of years, these teams – have embraced the Reed Rowdies and the 12th man by going and sawing them off in the stands by Anderson Garcia going into Hullabaloo and picking mm -hmm. up a horn and playing that. They've embraced it, and that's why it's a, a different atmosphere now at Reed Arena. No, look, it's always going Where else are you going to get 103,000 against 5-4 and A&M <laughs> and 5-4 and four Mississippi State, right? right that's true. the beauty of Kyle Field and that. But, no, what, what has been building here – for Texas A&M basketball has been an absolute joy to watch. I love the way these the, the, the players and the staff have embraced the 12th man and how the 12th man's embraced this team right back. A top gotcha. 15 team. Virginia is going to be a good game tonight. All right, you got to – we got to see Coach Elko arrive, and we're not going to look. Yeah. I mean, the search was weird. The weekend was strange. I mean, we'll, what happened with the Stoops thing is going to be stuff of legend. You know, when we finally find out how all that came to play and how it all got put out, there's going to be very interesting to learn. But here we sit. Elko's here. We saw Petrino sign with Arkansas yesterday, so we have some exodus there. So I have two questions, Andrew. First and foremost, what is Elko's position on current staff members? And I, I saw that he's bringing in the strength and conditioning. How many guys are going to be hanging around uh, with him arriving? Elijah Robinson, he called a priority. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know what role that's going to be because he and DJ Durkin are 
co-defensive coordinators. I don't know if Elijah becomes the D.C., but that's a priority for a number of different reasons. And as we talked, Elijah being interim is, is huge because the right now is keeping players here out of the portal and an early signing period that's coming. I don't know if Marcus Braswell stays, the running back. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of them stay. Really? I, I really don't. And as, as you see, Steve Adazio is no longer the, right. the line coach. Uh, Damian Craig, who's been with Jimbo Fisher. Look, he was, he was the quarterback when Jimbo was at Auburn. So, you know, you, you always have those things tied together. Um, and Petrino going back to Arkansas, which Arkansas was not happy at the time. They knew all about Bobby Petrino. So when he came to Texas A&M, they weren't happy. So um, now, look, Sam Pittman gets another year. He's got to bring in someone because that offense was terrible. Feels Jimbo-esque, doesn't it? It really does, and Sam's a good guy, but he made the wrong hire last year in Dan Enos, and he had to make a change midstream and really ruined K.J. Jefferson, who was the strength of that team. So, no, there's going to be a lot of change in now Mike Elko and what Ross Bjork, the director of athletics, talked about. Here's the pool of money. This is what we have to – this is what we're going to spend or what we have to spend, and now this is Mike Elko's team. But there's going to be a couple that I think he, he um, will keep, but I don't think it's going to be a lot, Rob. Is Durkin really gone this, for sure? This will be a step. I'm not sure. And, and, you know, he has such a reputation that there may be an offer for him somewhere. It's the old, hey, DJ's got the job at at Texas A&M. We can't get him. And then when when coaches become available, they say, hey, we'd like to bring him on. Now, DJ's done a great job in year two as opposed to year one. And these players really play for him. And, again, Elijah has a lot to do with that, the, the enthusiasm that they both have. But let's not forget, Mike Elko recruited a lot of the guys, a lot of the upperclassmen on here. So um, it, it will be interesting whether he does because there's a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball. Now, if if this is your if this is their guy, Andrew, this is truly their guy. This is who they wanted. Why not just let him pick his staff? Why are they handpicking some of his staff and then getting rid of some? Why not just let him pick his own staff? You're talking about Mike Elko? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Elijah, Elijah was always going to be a part of this. No matter and, what, and because yeah, well, it was it was suggest it was suggested to every head coach and and that they that they talked with that mm. Elijah be that to use that word priority. Suggest to understand one of the one of the reasons why and, and, and look the head coach can do whatever he wants. Mike Elko worked with Elijah Robinson, true, okay? but Elijah okay. he's they he's almost been poached two times from Texas A and M, and Jimbo Fisher both times said we're keeping Elijah Robinson. It's a combination of an elite recruiter and an elite coach. And I'm going to say this. I think the job is even better this year for Elijah, not because of the interim, because he lost Terry Price, who had the defensive ends. And that was big. And Elijah kept that group together. And it really is an elite defensive line. It's the reason why the defense has had so much success. But all the coaches, and you guys know this, you, coaches know who the talented position coaches are and right. they know they, they know about elijah robinson and i think i believe i don't think i'm speaking out of turn here i think james franklin wanted him to go back to penn state and again as a that's, as a DC, that's why yeah. That, that yeah that that's why that's why uh his title changed at texas a&m as well but no you you don't let a guy like that go and now look at this if he leaves how many players leave because Oof. he's not there. That, that's what also makes it strong. So it is in the coach's best interest to keep him. But Mike is very familiar. Elijah was his D-line coach when Mike was the defensive coordinator here. That's Andrew Monaco, the voice of the fight in Texas Aggies. You can catch all of his stuff right here. Football, basketball, and all the coaches' shows. You, get, you catch them. Um, 
Well, the, well, the Aggies, well, Bjork and the powers that be ever have a, a, a head coach that takes over not only the head coaching job but also runs either the either the offense or the defense. I mean, we're talking about Elijah and we're talking about Durkin, and that's Elko's specialty. I mean, he kind of felt like, you know, defense would be under that. As part of the interview process was, look, we need somebody to come in and be the captain of all things and not focus on one thing and, you know, let somebody else handle the other. Is that one of the things that Elko was, was tasked with? CEO as well as now in this day and age of college football, you've got to oversee your entire department, you know, you talk mm-hmm. about football ops, you've got to oversee, okay, who's, who are you going to bring in that will focus on the transfer portal? Who's going to recruit? Who's going to be part of recruiting? Who's look, you've got to recruit your own every single day. Now with the transfer portal, you have to do that. It's a combination of CEO, mm-hmm. but I think those days of the coach also being one of the coordinators, I'm not, I'm not sure you do that any longer, especially at bigger programs. I think it is more, look, we talked about this last year, was Jimbo going to become more of a CEO, so to speak? I think that's it. The organization that he will have within this football program to oversee all of that. And look, you, it, it has changed. The coaching position has changed in that you, you've got to oversee a lot of different departments. I think it's a lot closer to the way the NFL is mm-hmm. than the way the old NCAA was. Andrew, how close – or how serious were the, the, the interview with Coach Trailer, or were there just A&M doing their due diligence and talking with everybody possible? Yeah, due, due diligence. I want to say there's a couple of dozen that they, that they talked with. We, this, was, this, was no, this was not a targeted search as every single uh, coaching search, if you want to call that, coaching change. Go back to, go back to Jackie Sherrill. It was, it was Bum Bright who told A&M, go get Bo Schembechler. And Bo was going to come until the last moment. And then when he backed out, Bum Bright said, go get Jackie Sherrill from Pitt. So then you go past that. RC's on the staff. He gets elevated. After that, everything's a targeted search. They didn't, they didn't do that. Fran, Sherman, Sumlin, Jimbo were all targeted. This one wasn't targeted. Mm-hmm. Was he on the radar? Absolutely. But they were going to make sure. And you, know, you guys know how fluid this is. And of course Jeff Trailer was looked at and, and talked with him. That wasn't the old, hey, it's just a courtesy. If he was the right fit for Texas A&M, he would be here. That's not to say he can't be the right fit sometime right. later. Houston. That's just the better fit right now. You that's, when you have success, this is with any coaching staff. When you have success, you get your assistant coaches poached and you have your head coach looking. This is not a jo- There's not another job for Mike Elko out there, if that makes This is a destination job. That, that's the way Texas A&M is. That's, that's why we can't understand Lane Kiffin. He's been at destination jobs and left them. So you never know what, I, Good point. what the Andrew, ultimate goal is. I have a him. question. As, but, as you know, we... You're doing due diligence, and you have agents that say, hey, my, my client is, is interested. But you also have guys saying, I'm going to say that I'm interested in A&M so I get a better deal at my school. You have to sift through all those kind of parameters. You know, Andrew, answer a question for me. What was the deciding factor for Elko? I mean, at the end of the day, we knew him. We know his defensive prowess. We know, and I know that the crew was polling high school coaches, the, the search firm. They were, all the due diligence was done. But given, given who they spoke with, they all felt like essentially the same type of guy. Uh, but Elko had some in-house relationships. Apart from that, what was the separator for him in your view? Fits Texas A&M. Yeah. Seriously. It, that's the thing. You see, that's, 
to me, it's, it's a national job. Everyone's talking about, you know, I, I, get, I get it's a Texas job. I totally understand that. And you have to have that relationship with the Texas high school coaches. Have to have it. This is a national job. You don't just recruit. Mike's a Northeast guy, right? He's, he's been at Notre Dame. That's a national job. Duke, he knows that area. But give Jimbo Fisher a lot of credit here as well. I mean, there's a lot of detractors. I get it. The program's in better shape because of how Mike Elko and DJ Durkin and Elijah Robinson recruited, how Damian Craig recruited the wide receivers who are here. The program's in better shape, not just facilities, but also talent. But Jimbo also knew the South from coaching at LSU, Auburn, and Florida State, and that's what you call the South. He knew the state of Florida. Elijah Robinson, it's no mistake that Fadil Diggs is from Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a great player from there. He, he got McKinley Jackson out of Mississippi. It's the combination. Yes, you have to win Texas, but you've got to be national and even international with a couple of players when it, when it comes to that. Aussies. You've got to fit. You have to get Texas A&M. It's got to be a fit. You can't come in and try to change that culture. When I say culture, the A&M yeah. culture. And it's got to be someone who embraces not just your program, but the entire school. And if you right. remember, Mike said there's going to be selfless service on this team. You'll see them more in the community. He gets it. He's really not an outsider. This is the thing that has stayed with me from the announcement on Monday. Congratulating the family, welcoming them back. And, and Mike's wife, Michelle, says, we're home. Hmm. That's the biggest thing, I think. That I, I really do. We're home. I, yeah, we're joined by Andrew Monaco. Um, I get it. I get what you just said. And you, you said a lot, Andrew, but I get it on the whole, you have to re- be able to recruit national. But the great state of Texas is always going to be most important for this region. Correct. Now, Correct. how does he develop those relationships and keep those kids that are that from that best recruiting class of all time here? But You know what? By being honest. Okay. I think the honesty and being genuine. It's one reason why I love the move of Elijah as interim. Elijah's, it's funny because every time people hear players coach, they think country club, right? Right. Not the case. You've got, to, you've got to be honest and you've got to be truthful. And when you're truthful, can you receive the truth? It's not always saying the truth. You as a player, can you receive the truth? And if you can't, there's a transfer portal. You're allowed to go. Right. Kidding? Again, when you transfer, are you running away from something or are you running to something? Well That's, said. Are you going to be someone else's, someone else's problem? Be honest. Look, Mike said it was unlike any other time that, that he met a new team. And I'm not talking just Duke anytime he's been there. But when he met with the team before the introduction, he said, I had 50 hugs. A lot of these guys know him and want to play for him. You know, I'm, I am a big, big believer in what do former players say. And when Buddy Johnson said, look, I'm going to petition the NCAA and I'm going to come back for my COVID year, I thought that said a lot. And if you notice, it's not just the defensive players who have come out and talked about Mike Elko. I think that's what reaches across. You have to reach across both of those practice fields. You've got to connect. It was never, I mean, it was his defense, but that wasn't all Mike Elko was. You've got to be honest with recruits and with current players and, and tell them, look, do I want to go to the NFL? Yes, you can go. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, a coach will always tell a player to stay. Not if you're honest and you built that relationship that starts in the living room. It doesn't start when they come on campus. Right. It starts with what you say in the living room. So when you do that, let's say Edger and Cooper, right, if he wants to go to the NFL. Well, guess what? Elijah Robinson's going to say, you're ready, go. We'd love to have you, 
but it's time for you to go. Or he might say, you know what, one more year would do well. Then it becomes Edge's thought. It's not always, hey, you got to stay and be selfish that way. They'll do what's best. And then you also look in the mirror and say, hey, have you done what you have you done everything to make yourself the best player? Hmm. If you have, great. If you have, only that player can look in the mirror and answer that question honestly. Not a coach, not a teammate, only that player. And that's where I think Mike, Mike's honesty with with the players I think resonates because they understand that it's not about, oh, I've got the third best defense in the country. It's about can you make the best player? Look, he's undefeated right now. Everything's great, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Notre Dame's but, but, coming. <clears throat> yeah, but and, and you know what, Rob? They, they are. But now he gets to play Notre Dame, not with Duke's talent. He gets to do that with Texas A&M. Very, tr- very at astute, end, at, yes. At the end of August, you know what I mean? And, and it's also intriguing, isn't it? He used to be at Notre Dame. So <laughs> it worked out. It's an intriguing first game of the season. Now, Andrew, the next game, right uh, the next game, the bowl game, is Elijah going to coach him? He's interim. Yes, Elijah yeah, he's will be the coach. Do yes. we? Yeah, oh, and, oh. and that was that was decided from day one. Whoever the new coach was, Elijah was going to have the bowl game. Any word on where that might be? We're hearing we're hearing Texas Bowl, but my understanding is tomorrow the Texas Bowl gets together uh, with their committee, and and they I believe they start talking with ESPN. So I'm going to guess that in that pool of six that the Aggies will be in Music City. Duke's Mayo, Liberty, trying to think of ReliQuest in Tampa, mm-hmm. and I think I'm blanking on one of the others. Then they start – see, here's the thing. We can kind of say where we want to go, but they don't, they don't have right. to – they'll consider it, but they don't have to do it. It's the conference that will then pick and, mm. and, and tell you when it comes to that selection after the CFP is all done and they start – uh, doing all the bowls on Sunday. And keeping in mind the reason the bowl isn't that important. It's the practice that goes into the bowl that Elko is really concerned about. Now you know if you're going to not have to go anywhere, you might as well just go to Houston. Be an easy drive. And you get to recruit there also, Rob. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can bring the recruits there and you can meet the new staff. Now I I, I could be wrong here. I I think Mike gets to observe. I do not know if he get. I don't believe he gets to coach. I think he can observe everything, but he's not allowed to coach but i could be wrong i need to check on that but obviously familiar and he he walks back familiar but he also walks back into the new facilities but knowing a lot of these players but i think that will help because can you keep guys out of the portal the the early signing period can you keep this class together which is going to be Mm -hmm. a very good class and then if there's anybody on the fence who may not sign in in december can you get them for february Houston is going to be very key for Texas A&M, as it has been in the past. Hey, catch the Aggies tonight. They're taking on Virginia. It's the ACC-SEC battle. We'll have it right here. Andrew, been an interesting week. We're glad we live in interesting times. Can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, Have a good, safe travels. Good call tonight. Always good talking with you both. Thanks for having me.